Welcome to a very special episode of the Shooting Bricks podcast, where we pay tribute to the life and legacy of Kobe Bryant. This episode has no sponsors except for our love and our memories of the late, great Kobe Bryant as we keep his legacy alive. The Mamba may be out, but he is never forgotten. His legacy will live on and be a part of us as he smiles down and the Mamba lives on forever. Enjoy this episode on a very special day. Welcome back to this episode of the Shooting Bricks podcast. And this one is an extremely special one because when you guys are listening to this, this is, wow, this would mark the one year anniversary or not even anniversary, but it would mark the the one year of Kobe's death on January 26th. And, you know, it's been one hell of a year, all bad, but, you know, it's a, uh, we're just here to not necessarily talk about everything that's happened, but talk about all the good things that happened, and then we'll just go from there. But as always, I'm Jerry Castillo, and I'm joined by... Um, I'm Daniel Wayne. Um, if there was a god that existed, um, may let all those people that perished that day rest in peace and joining me. I just spent a lot of time being sad and i probably still am going to get emotional but i want to celebrate life and i hope that this podcast we are able to do that not only with us as a shooting bricks podcast cast or whatever you want to call us but everybody that's listening out there all of the mamba memories that you have um but yes rest in peace to everybody that passed that day we're gonna have a mama mentality when it comes to this episode of course it's your boy really rail jerell sells and joining us we have skylar treple uh canada's biggest Kobe Bryant fan and admirer, Googled Kobe every day for as long as I can remember, press news, just to listen uh, to all of his interviews and the stories because he was so inspiring. And I'm, I'm going to share, you know, my favorite Kobe quote that I might have to share at the end too. Everything negative, pressure, challenges, it's all an opportunity for me to rise. The day he passed, man, we'll, we'll all share short stories about that in a minute. But, uh, you know, it is just Kobe would want us all to be our best selves, celebrate his lives and process the necessary emotions. But uh, to everyone listening, come hang out with us. You know, all of you are thinking about Kobe today. We know it. And uh, this is the place to be at because we all are, too. And uh, we know our Kobe, as you'll find out. Yeah, absolutely. And. I think that's a that's a really good segue that you brought up the day he passed. And, you know, let's just start off with something kind of depressing so that we can spend the rest of the time talking about more happier things about Kobe. But when the news broke, you guys were you guys in that weird stasis state, I guess? I couldn't believe that it happened. Um, you know, I saw it was TMZ and anytime they have a history of being right, but. You, 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 when you hear TMZ, you just take it with a grain of salt. But as the day, you know, as the seconds went by, it, it, it like, I just couldn't believe it. It was true. And I, I called my, I called a USC friend and I, I, I called my cousins and that's when reality kind of kicked in. 
Yeah, I I kind of was in the same boat as you. Not I didn't reach out to people, but I I saw it on Twitter and uh, someone that we all know, kind of Hunter, he posted something mm-hmm. on Twitter about how he wishes the thing that TMZ posted wasn't true. And so I was like, well, what is this? And so I looked it up and TMZ posted a blast saying, you know, Kobe had died. And I was like, this can't happen. Like, this is not how any of us thought this was going to happen. Because for all intents and purposes, he was larger than life, right? I mean, he was a human being and he made his mistakes, sure. But the way that he lived his life on the court and off it, he was just larger than life. And he was something that something of a, of a mythical figure in some respects, because he he was, he was so successful on the court and then off it in such a brief amount of time that what, what couldn't he have done? And so when I saw this tweet, I was just like, this can't be true. And just talking about this is giving me chills because it's, it's such a it's surreal. Yeah, it's such a surreal moment that when Woj finally tweeted out that, you know, what had happened, all I could do was just look at my phone in this exact spot. And I know you guys may not see this, but I was in this exact spot and I was just looking at my phone and I was just like, this happened. And the rest of the day, all of us and our family, all our TVs were turned on to NBA TV because we just couldn't believe it. This dude who was such an icon gone within an instant. I so. didn't turn off the TV. At, after icon. That. I didn't, I just kept watching the local news. I just couldn't my, like I just couldn't leave the TV set that day. Gee, what was the moment you found out? Uh, it's kind of similar to Jared. Um, it was social media. I was, I was in my parents' room. I believe we were watching an episode of power because uh, it was Sunday, right? And uh, I was just scrolling through social media, and I was seeing like I had a. Um, I'm I'm trying not. To, I'm gonna try not to get emotional, but I saw like I have a group it's chat tough. with some homies, and they were like, "Yeah, like I don't know." So I I just kept like searching it up on on the internet, and you know, the website wasn't like opening up. It was just kept crashing because you know everybody's looking like, "Oh, what's going on?" So I was in denial. I was like, "Bro, this this is come on, bro. It's cold. He about to tweet. He about to tweet in the next minute." Like that. You know, I'm not seeing any like reliable sources. I wasn't looking up TMZ and I was just, I was in a a strong sense of denial. I couldn't watch the rest of that show. I was, my eyes were glued to the phone. And then once the news broke out, we went to the, uh, watch the news on TV and my heart just dropped. And, um, I, I don't take like, not like that, but celebrity deaths don't really like phase me that much if that makes sense like i don't know it i feel i feel down like i get i get that but no celebrity death no no death has made me like break down tears crying for the whole day and for the for the next two hours i was just crying like i kept looking at it and then you know tmz was throwing out those reports or people were being weird on social media oh his daughters were in the plane like this and that and as i kept reading those things and that's why i say social media is also some it's very toxic because it just it just replayed in my mind, like, oh, my God, he was in a plane with his family, this and that. So, yeah, it was very emotional. It was very emotional that day. Um, I actually was playing in a bas- at an adult league, basketball league, and we had a game that day. And I, initially, I was like, you know what, I'm done. Like, I'm emotionally out of it. I can't play. But 
I thought mama mentality, like these shoes behind me, these, these, these shoes right here. I had these shoes. Um, I drove to the, to the game and all I was playing was little Wayne Kobe on blast windows. Rolled yeah. down, and I was just wrapping it. I posted on my Instagram, yada, yada. And I just felt like the energy within me. Like, like I, I tried not to focus on the negatives and that was a huge negative to me. But that day went out, we ended up, I think we ended up winning the game. I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't focused though. That's for sure. And it was just a very emotional day for sure. Thank you. You know, and it's, it's amazing to hear you guys share, you know, being in California and all of that, because for me, Kobe was part of what made me unique when I talked with people because I, I grew up in Canada and instead of Raptors for me, when I saw Space Jam and Michael Jordan was too old, I wondered who was going to be my Michael Jordan. And it was Kobe Bryant. It was my fifth birthday when they played in the all-star game. And I got my first Kobe jersey that barely fits on my arm. Shortly after that, you know, uh, that was my dude. I, I grew up with him. He was an inspiration. I wore his jerseys in school. I did a project on him in school. He was my hero. He was like a big brother that I never had. He he was like, uh, for anyone who watched Boy Meets World, Mr. Feeney, Kobe was another dude who like taught me life lessons, you know. So that day for me, um, I actually had a friend who didn't watch sports send me the TMZ tweet. And I'm just like, what is this guy talking? He knows nothing about sports. No, what? Kobe who? What are you talking about? And then I kept looking and I saw one more place uh, report it because I just kept refreshing Kobe. And then I'm like, oh, shit. no one's saying it's not true. No one said it can't. But especially because I'm sure you guys remember the night before he passed LeBron in scoring. So I had uh, one of my other friends, around, LeBron, right? LeBron, passed, LeBron passed, passed Kobe in scoring. So their pictures were on the screen the whole night. LeBron gave a 10-minute eulogy of how much he loved Kobe Bryant without knowing what would happen less than 24 hours later. Kobe's last tweet was congratulating LeBron on passing him. I mean, that's part of what made it so surreal. My friend was at my house, and again, this was part of my identity. So he just he looked at my Kobe poster and goes, you know, man, one day – People are going to get how good Kobe was and uh, understand his impact. And to think what happened is just crazy. So anyways, I had a bunch of people from all walks of life reach out to me, um, probably 40 to 50 people. I, I was in the investment industry at the time. I had people in that industry reach out and I was, uh, I had players who I coached when I was like in grade 10 and they were little kids who were grown up journalists. Some of them now reach out people from my travels. I've been fortunate, you know, around people I'd met in Los Angeles when I was fortunate enough to see a game. I went to Kobe's last game, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit. Um, and, you know, I actually, when Kobe passed away, Kobe always said to do what you love. And he inspired me to leave my job as a financial advisor and apply to USC and meet all this wonderful cast right here. And uh, I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing, pursuing my dreams and goals without him. So much love to you guys. Much love to Kobe and Gianna. And shout out to uh, the mom that had to get the emotions out before we get into celebrating the life and legacy of the Black Mamba, Kobe yes, Bryant. Absolutely. And one of the one of the things that when everything had happened, right, and a few weeks after that, they set up Staples Center and Chicker and Drive and all that to be like a, a quasi place for people to just let out their feelings. Right. And I was fortunate enough to go because it was um, wow. it was just down the block from USC. And 
just going there, seeing all these people just in unison experience the same thing. I've never experienced anything like that. And, you know, as much as it was sad, it was also joyful in a weird way because you saw how much of an impact he had, right? All these people from different walks of life. I, if I don't want to assume, but there were some people from China who came over. There were some people from the Philippines who flew over. There are all these different people that because of Kobe, they were able to come together and experience and join in, right? See these people that they've never met before and have an instant connection with them and have those kind of lifelong connections in a weird way because he was able to bring people together that not many people can. He he just had that impact. That is Kobe's biggest impact to me, Jared. I, I got to say the scene you're describing is exactly like what being outside of his last game was like with all those diverse people, everyone in Kobe jerseys. My friend, shout out to Roger Liao from China who went to USC, part of my decision to go. I talked to him before. I met that night. Everyone was just there for Kobe. And Kobe has always had that impact. And I think very unfortunately, his death allowed everyone to see. And I remember someone who didn't even like Kobe, a former player I, I met actually, um, shout out Cameron Taylor, said, you know, what if this was Jordan? You know, like, I don't know. Like Kobe really, really brought all different groups and kinds of people together and have this massive cultural worldwide yeah. impact. And which let me kinda, just, which kind of mm, shows that he was this like larger than life mythical figure. Like, yeah, he was literally a superhero. Yeah, because right. when I was when I was there at the uh, at Staples, a lot of people were leaving their shoes, their basketballs, their jerseys, their books, all these things, magazines, pictures, paintings. They've made like wreaths and stuff. All these different things just strewn across, you know, the Staples Center ground. And people were writing on the floor, writing their like, oh, Kobe, you mean this much to me. Or without you, I wouldn't be wearing number 24. I wouldn't be wearing number eight. And all these different things, balloons, candles, everything you could imagine. It just felt so surreal. And it's one of those moments that, you know, I have pictures of it. But it's even without those pictures, I'll always remember that moment, just being there. And there was this really weird silence that this was hollowed ground you weren't it was even though nobody said anything it was kind of like this weird rule of thumb that if you're here right now during this moment it's just silence you can talk amongst yourselves cool but this entire plaza even the people eating in the area right because you know the way staples has that little area where people can eat even those people were just quiet they were just observing and in some ways paying their respects. So it's a, it's a really, really interesting scenario and situation that that was there. And, you know, if you guys were able to, I'm sure you guys would have gone. It's just hundred percent, such a surreal moment, such a surreal time and such a surreal situation, I guess. I Go ahead. want to admit, it's kind of weird to admit, but um, before Kobe's death, I was, I was actually, I was actually taking a break from watching basketball. I was, you know, exploring myself a little bit, and um, the, the his death was so huge and tragic that, like, how do I say this? 
basketball is like to me it was like that childhood friend that like you 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 forgot about for a little bit and um kobe's death was like you know um that friend was still there so um yeah um i mean it's it's one of those things that you know it that's kind of how prevalent he was in all our lives right we're what 24 25 26 27 we're in our mid-20s and yet we've known kobe for almost all of them and a life without with a life without kobe just seemed really weird like i was never i was never the biggest kobe fan because again i'm a warrior fan but i respected him and i respected his drive and i respected the amount of success he had and the fact that he could do it even after tearing his Achilles and even after all those injuries. Like I remember, I think against the Pelicans, he tore his rotator, rotator cuff, cuff. Yeah, and he was out. He was out the entire year and yet he came back for one more season. Like you just knew that this dude had something else that nobody else had. And even as a fan of another team, you just had to respect it, right? Like your admiration and your respect level goes up tenfold, 100-fold, if you see that. Uh, yeah, C- Kobe helped me re- rediscover my love for basketball. So because of him, I'm, I'm here right now. Facts. Yeah. I, I think not even rediscovering that initial uh, love for basketball is, for me at least, is because of Kobe. But that whole mindset that he had that extended past beyond the hardwood, because it's crazy to think, like, even outside of basketball, he was engaging in so many different things. We, we look at him as not human, but, you know, the whole Wizards series, the I like modern Oscar. family, his favorite football team being the Eagles. I'm an Eagles fan. And majority of that reason why I'm an Eagles fan is because of Kobe Bryant. So uh, I just wanted to share that I've never been to a Lakers game until 2018. Um, and this was when we first got LeBron James. We had Lonzo Ball, right? Um yeah, 2018, right? 2018, 2019 yep. season. Yeah. yeah. And this was my first game ever. I was rocking a Kyle Kuzma jersey. And I was, I was, I felt like a kid in a candy shop because I love basketball. I love the Lakers, right? And to my surprise, the Lakers were playing against the Denver Nuggets. And guess who was in attendance? Not only Floyd Money Mayweather, but Kobe freaking Bryant. Wow, so I remember that. that even though Kobe didn't play, but just to be in the same arena <laughs> and see him on that Jumbotron, that 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 was that was it gave me a blissful feeling. So I know I wasn't able to experience him to play. And that was one of the biggest things that I wanted to do. I wanted to see Kobe play before he retired. Unfortunately, circumstances didn't allow me to do so, but I was still able to see him play, not play, but see him in the Staples Center. So at least I can say that. So I just wanted to bring that to the pod because I think that was just an amazing experience just to see him smiling, being with his family, you know, Vanessa on the side, smiling, his children always smiling every time they're on the camera, big smiles. Yeah. So absolutely. But I agree with you, Daniel. Um, Kobe Bryant did a lot as far as the love for basketball. Uh, Every time I watch Kobe Bryant play, I get goosebumps down to the clutch moments, down to the biting of the Jersey, down to the talking to the crowd, down to the, you know, the smirk, the facial expressions. Kobe Bryant was just, he was a different animal. He was a different breed. Like you said, Jared, to the injuries, to the being able to play on both ends of the floor, not only on the offensive end, but the defensive end. On top of that, he, he delivered, he would say it to the media. My, we're, I'm, I'm pushing my team. We make it to the playoffs and he would do that. And I don't see that nowadays. So it's just, 
appreciate that greatness. Kobe Bryant was, in fact, a different breed all around. He, what he said he was going to do, he made sure he did. And I'm grateful that I was able to at least see him in the Staples Center. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, it's it's great that you're sharing that because it just shows kind of like the status that Kobe has. Like no matter what LeBron does with the Lakers or whoever the next Laker great is, no one's going to have that much of an impact to the Lakers and the city of L.A. like Kobe does. No, and played 20 years. Yeah. If let's say whoever the next big thing is, I don't know, maybe 10 years down the line, by the time that that dude retires, if he retires with the Lakers, I guarantee you 100% nobody will look up to him like they do with Kobe. Even if he wins six, seven, eight championships, breaks the you know scoring title, whatever, this thing, that thing, Kobe is still up there, especially for Laker fans and you know Kobe, the city of Kobe, LA as a, as a whole. Kobe Bryant in comparison to many legendary superstars in NBA history and in the history of basketball in general, Kobe had one of the most storied careers that was ever written. Like, think, think about it. And like, his skill, his artistry, you cannot quantify into statistics as so many times people try to. Uh, what Kobe did on the court and then, man, what he did off the court. You get, he had a $100 million venture capital fund with an entrepreneur on Wall Street. He won an Oscar. Uh, his investment in body armor grew by 6,000% once Coca-Cola bought it. I mean, this dude just succeeded in what? Ever he did and gee right. by the way that's so cool you share that like to see Kobe in the Staples Center with both of his jerseys retired when like yes I got to see him before but you always knew his jerseys would be up there so I think that's right. that adds a really really a cool element you know it, it's just part of what made what happened so shocking is that Kobe played through pain he seemed yeah. like the most yep. indestructible human on the planet yes. his last uh, season um, he broke his finger Gary Beatty, Lakers like trainer, his career. Pop, the back, pop it back in. He comes back in. He scores on the Spurs right away. At 37 years old. He wasn't human. And then I got to bring up the torn Achilles that Tiger Woods called tough that day after Kobe passed. This dude tried to put his Achilles back in after averaging nearly 40 points and eight assists at 34 years old uh, in 2013, single-handedly willing the Lakers into the playoffs after guaranteeing they would do it. Thanks. And he comes back out on the court. Walks on his own. <laughs> no help. <laughs> on his own. Makes two free throws on a torn Achilles. Personally, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. I didn't really think he was in pain during that time. I, he just didn't. He seemed okay. I, I just, I just couldn't I, really look at his face. It was in yeah, his face, tears, man. That's, that's, that's kind of what like knew, like I knew something was up because yeah. you know, you usually Kobe, you know, his facial expression is always killer mentality, but he didn't have that. He, through, it, it looked like his he was concerned. Career, exactly. During his playing career, always killer mentality. But at that time, concern, he knew something was up. Then post-career, smiles all smiles. So you can tell a lot of what's going on with Kobe in his face. And that that we knew that that was going to be a serious injury, just looking uh, at his face. I mean, the the impact of the Achilles didn't really register with me until, like, the morning after the game. Like, I just, Shocking. It was just like, what? It was like, it was weird. So Because he was I mean, ball, to me, that was... That was I mean, the season. He, that was his most evolved, like the way he was passing. He scored the game before the Achilles. He scored 47 on the Portland Trailblazers. He like, was on a stretch. Yep. Eight assists. I mean, it was uh it was really amazing. And that's part of what makes it so 
you know, as it reaches one year and here I am and, and following my dreams like Kobe would want, um, it, it hits more that it's reality, but that's what made it so surreal was how tough this dude is. But it, it just proves that that spirit and, and legacy and, and all of that just really, really lives on forever, always. Yeah. And I, I really quickly, I mentioned this earlier that how, you know, as a fan of another team, your respect for him grew because of how he just approached the game. And I was watching that game. I was hoping that, you know, the Warriors was against the Warriors. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Harrison Barnes didn't foul him, but they were given a foul. I was so mad because I thought, man, it's just Kobe getting those superstar calls. But then when I saw him massage the back of his heel and just lay down there with like, you know, with this concerned look on his face, instead of the, I'm going to eat you alive mentality, that face that he always has. I knew that, Oh, like this might be something big. And so when he like, I think it was Stu Lance. He was saying maybe it could have been the Achilles because he planted and then he just dropped. So knowing Stu and knowing his kind of like his background in the game for being around the game for so long. Yeah. I was about to, I was thinking to myself, well, maybe he might be right. Like maybe this is an Achilles tear, but at the same time, I just, my respect for him grew so much more because like you said, he, he was able to walk out by himself, hit those free throws and then walk back. Ridiculous. No one else. If, and that's what you can't put in the statistic. Yeah. If any of us did that, we'd be like crying. We'd be like rolling on the floor. Give me a wheelchair, you know, not like Paul Pierce, but like, you know, give me a wheelchair. (laughs) You know, that just, that just shows how much different, what, different animal kobe is and you know skylar you mentioned his ventures he was actually planning on taking his mamba mentality and taking that and turning it into his own shoe line yeah and i read somewhere that these people actually had you know interviews lined up to give him his own shoe brand because he didn't like the way that that nike was doing their business and you know what that's just kind of like a missed opportunity i would have loved to see what kobe would have come up with in the sneaker world because he's one of the first people that came out with like you know low tops i i know the people can't see this Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm holding you know a pair of kobe's and they're low tops and he's one of the first people to revolutionize how sneakers basketball sneakers in general function and so it's just you know it's it's crazy and Nike also said, like, Kobe was the only guy who he'd come in the meeting. Like, again, I've, I've seen every Kobe interview, read every article. So, like, he would go with, like, uh, t- this legendary guy, Tinker from Nike, and Mark Parker, the CEO. And he'd go into the meetings, and he'd be part of the shoe design and lace. And how does that work? He'd cold call business leaders, Oprah. When he was making the Wizard Art series, he called Steven Spielberg. He called J.K. Rowling. This dude, I mean, it's just, yes, the shoe line would have been amazing because Kobe Kobe studied sneakers and the intricacies and all of that. And, and he wasn't just a special basketball player, but one of the most special people who was just larger than life and wanted the most out of it. And even in a short time lived each day and, and lived the most out of it. And that's a large part of the legacy off the court that I will take away from Kobe Bryant. And I like that you said that because he wasn't just a student of the game or studying just shoes. He studied everything, 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 you know what I'm saying? He was he showed us what curiosity is supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Question. How do you do this? How do you do that? And this is only improving him 
as a human being. And I just like to compare it to like a video game. You know, your character, you're getting all of these skills. Kobe Bryant knew how many different languages? Five different languages. You, you, he he, he in Spanish. He got he got involved in and so Italian. many dogs. Exactly. And, and uh, French, right? You speak French for uh, Tony Parker. And right? Slovenian when... Slovenian uh, for Luca. For Luca, yeah. So Kobe is amazing, bro. He, he really, that mama mentality just stretches across so many different apparatuses. It's not just with basketball. It's that curiosity you have, that drive, that determination, that focus. It's so many different things that you can use. So many descriptive words you could use for that mama mentality. So that's why when we preach it, it's, it's just stretching across so many different things. That's a, yeah. it's a way of life. It is. Right. It's, it's trusting in the process. It's, it's not just focusing on the end result. You know, he said to his daughters, his Jersey retirement, um, you know, when you stay up late, when you work hard, when you enjoy the journey, that's actually the dream. It's not about the, the destination. It's about right. the journey. And that, that it's not just winning. It's not just ripping your heart out on the court, which he did all the time. Believe that me, I know. is the mob of mentality <laughs> is, is, is trusting the process, trusting the work and, and trusting that everything is happening as it's supposed to, as long as you're giving it your best and yeah. that lives on forever. I mean, and- I, you know, I don't know why this is coming up, but um, Kobe was actually my first buzzer beater. Bu- go into that. My first buzzer beater. It was the uh, I think you believe in the 2010 season. It was it was the game. I think Jarrell, you may remember this game. It was it was against the Miami Heat. It was, yep, it the, was, bank no, shot, course, the, the bank shot. Of course, the bank shot. The bank shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I remember. Who doesn't? I, remember, I I was in the living room that night. My mom was asleep. My brother was like everyone in the house was asleep. Woke and, the whole like, house up. I was like I was I was so nervous. I was trembling. I never saw a buzzer beater before. Like. We were. This is just a seventh. This is seventh grade Daniel. I never saw a buzzer before. And then, and you know, like it was like, okay, if it doesn't go in, it doesn't go in. And but as the play starts, like he starts doing all these moves, and then like he, it just goes in, and you just couldn't believe it. I woke up the whole house seconds later. <laughs> that was the craziest. I, I I hit. I I believe my foot hit a chair, and like I did. I just. Like the pain, I just didn't really feel any pain. I was just running <laughs> up and down the hall. It was, it was like, personally, it was one of my most. It's one of my to this day is one one of my favorite sporting moments that I've ever like I've ever seen. Absolutely, That's what Kobe did. And absolutely, before we uh before we head down this track, I just want to ask you guys: Do you guys have any more sad things you guys want to discuss about Kobe before we start talking about the good things, or are you guys just ready to talk and celebrate his life? Because G, you said it, amazing life. So. I mean, I think we're just doing it. I think we're fine right now. We're just reminiscing over all of these memories. I think that we're on the right track right now. All right, for sure. And speaking of the right track, I see, I know that people can't see this, but behind you, you got the Lakers 8, you got the 24, you got, what are those, the Kobe 11s, you got the Mamba Fury Grinches, you got all his, all his books. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell the people what's going on? <laughs> Uh, if this is a Kobe podcast episode, even though y'all can't see it, we're going to follow the Instagram page, follow the Twitter, because we're going to have these visuals up. But I had to show out for Kobe, you know what I'm saying? So I got a couple of his shoes here. I have to say the Bruce Lee's might have to be my favorite ones. But yeah, I just want to show you guys all of the kicks. It's like Christmas right here. I got the jerseys in the back, the 8, the 24. I wish I had as much as Skyler. And then I have the 10 for the uh, Team USA. I also have these, but you can't see them here. And then I have all of those books. Big shout out to Jared for the art pieces, if you can see it. You're welcome. Absolutely. And then where's that 
Mamba Mentality book right here. Oh, I did a book review yeah. for that for my local newspaper. Amazing. And yeah, it's, a, it's a fantastic book. I have a copy fantastic. on my uh, on my coffee table. Every now and again, I just pop it open. Whenever I'm feeling some type of way, pop it open. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. And then go home with my day. But Speaking about- of uh, how I just mentioned Winnipeg, though, all my Kobe stuff is in Winnipeg. But, yes, I've collected nine jerseys over my life. Um, I'm actually in Palm Springs right now, moving to Los Angeles this weekend, that kind of move and, and sort of not knowing I was going to do it. But I'm at USC and trusting the process, and that's the move. is definitely inspired by Kobe's mentality um, and to come out here. But, yeah, no, I got all the magazines for Money Pass. Uh, I've got behind me here book from a 60 point game lanyard right here confetti from the final game uh mamba mentality and and just everything kobe you know so shout out to and the kobe sneakers so shout out to g for uh having all of that there because i wish i could have put it up as well but i love the setup yeah and similar to to g i know you guys can't see me but over my right shoulder i have a pair of kobe ones from adidas which i will say are my favorite sneakers of all time. No matter what you say, like, yeah, I have a, f- a few pairs that I like to wear on court, but those just for anything, those are my favorite pairs of sneakers of all time. I've There was a point when I think I had five or six pairs of the Kobe Adidas ones, and it was, or the Adidas Kobe ones, excuse me. And it was just like, I don't know why I have these, but I'm really glad I do. And over my right shoulder or left shoulder, you can see that I have the Kobe four Wizenards that, you know, we've been talking about the Wizenards. Those are my go-to sneakers now. And right next to me, I have the uh, the Kobe 10s. I got them in yellow and black because, you know, represent Long Beach State too. But, uh, yeah, these were my favorite, you know, on-court sneakers before those things came, the Wizenards. So, yeah, I mean, you can tell, like, also I got a Kobe jersey on from, like, way back in the day, the baby blue jerseys, I guess. What are these? Like the... Um, they're the I Minneapolis Lakers the, jerseys. Yeah, they're, sure. the, they're the Minneapolis Lakers jerseys. Yeah. These are, dude, these are super fresh. And yeah. you know, nice. if you guys want them, they're only $40 uh, on the internet. I'll show you if you guys nice. are interested. But anyways, yeah. Um, it's, even though I am a fan of the Warriors, I have to reiterate that. that This just goes to show how how much of a presence he was for all basketball fans in general. Because, you know, it, if you're a fan of the Spurs, you got to respect Kobe. If you're a fan of the yep. Cavs, you got to say, damn, we, I, I wish we saw LeBron and Kobe face off in 2009 because that's yeah. what was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of the, Heat, the the commercials, yeah, the puppets, yeah. dude, like when he jumped over the car, yep, yep, just to show off the new like hyperfuses or hyperdunks or whatever they're called. Dang, dude, like he is such a he is such a an amazing figure, and everyone has all these different stories, so. I kind of want to throw it out to you guys because you guys are bigger fans of Kobe than I am, obviously. So I'm just going to leave the floor open to you guys. Whatever you guys want to talk about, the floor is yours. Go ahead. I'd love to hear everyone's actually, and then I'll share mine favorite and Jared, feel free to share yours too. Mm-hmm. Favorite Kobe moment. You know, we've talked so much because he's so much more than on court and the legacy and the impact. And he impacted people around the world and Justin Timberlake singing and Alexander Ovechkin's hockey playing and all, and lawyers and doctors applied the mob mentality. And that's what was so cool. We've talked a lot about that and that's the coolest part of his legacy, but we all fell in love with Kobe for his ball. So I want to hear everyone's favorite sort of, you know, Kobe uh, on the court moments and all of that. 
Um, I'm gonna let me go ahead because this is gonna be very quick, uh, very quick and brief because we kind of discussed it earlier. But the fact that again he tore his Achilles against the Warriors, and he still got out there, shot those two free throws, and then walked back. That was as much as it sucks for you know to see a, such a great player go down like that. That just again it gave me so much more respect for him as a competitor, as a person, yeah. as this human being because he was able to pull something out from his whatever reserves he had left and sh- and showed people like yeah i may have torn my achilles but i'm still better than you and no matter what you say i'm still better than you so i mean um, swag man swag <laughs> out the roof with kobe absolutely uh, there have been a lot of great moments so like so many memorable moments from his career like i said before the bank shot um some of the game hitters, I still vividly remember that game against Milwaukee later that season, the, the game-winning shot. Um, but if I had to line up all the moments, there's definitely 81-point game. But yeah. my, my favorite moment was the his last championship, the, the last play when, yes. when the ball was thrown up in the air and he caught the ball and he literally ran like – it was literally like, you know, like a soldier declaring victory. The way he – the way – the way he won his his last title will always be for me my favorite moment in his career because if you think about the context in 2010, we had just won the championship before, but we also knew that we had lost to our to our you know Lakers fans, we you know our arch nemesis Boston in 2008. So the 2010 yeah. finals was kind of like the culminative moment of that you know that era of that rivalry, and to like that last moment when Kobe got the ball in the air was like like the Lakers were, were the better team in that era. And that was like that kind of further to me, it's one of the most significant moments in that rivalry. It's immense that LA as of this moment, historically will always be more important than Boston in terms of, in terms of the importance in the history of basketball. So if you don't mind me just butting in there, my, my family and I were actually watching game seven and my dad actually got a shirt that says like, you know, Lakers championship, 2009, 2010. And, you know, he still has that. That's one of the things that he doesn't want to throw away wow. is that one jer- that one shirt from 11 years ago. So it just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it just shows he doesn't watch basketball all that often, but for him to have a Kobe shirt and a Lakers shirt <laughs> for this long, when he, when he throws things away and gives them all away, like after a few years, that's saying something. Absolutely. No. And I, I think it's cool to hear, you know, where for all our favorite moments, where we all were and stuff. Um, for me, it was really funny. I was at a house with a bunch of Celtics fans and I was the only Laker fan and I showed up in my Kobe Jersey. And uh, so I was really riding. And again, it was that unique factor. And then at the end of the game, I just stood up in the face of all the Celtics fans and jumped up and cheered as loud as I could. And if you guys remember to me, I actually have a a photo of it or a a canvas of it home in Winnipeg that I'm going to get shipped out here. But I ordered a picture because it's it's not just my favorite Kobe picture, but to me, it's a picture that defines what a champion is. 
is when Kobe outstretches his yeah. arms like an eagle. I was about to say that. Too. Like an eagle. Raining, I like that one. Like an eagle, like the confetti raining down. And it, it was king of the world. It was the moment of his career. It was his toughest championship. He was a five-time championship. Everyone likes to forget. But that night, everyone was saying, oh, maybe he's better than Michael now. Yes, people said that about Kobe, just like they do about LeBron, okay? let's. This is the disrespect, how people forget it. It's ridiculous, man. Kobe was that good, and that was such a uh, a special moment right there, and, and just an incredible, an absolutely incredible championship. Facts. Really quickly, uh, when was that? When he did the thing where he's like that? I, the- I was gonna say that. <laughs> oh six Phoenix Suns when he hit the buzzer beater in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a great segue. Then go ahead, G. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say Kobe Bryant has so many doggone iconic photos, iconic poses, iconic celebrations. And that one with the jersey pool and it, ah! that one hopping on the scores table, doing the outstretched arms, the fist pump like he was Jordan. All the jersey, types, the after jersey. Mellow NBA 09 2- conference finals. NBA 2K10. Yep. I remember that. All of these iconic poses have some of those up there. You see the art, the the, the jersey biting. The, Kobe was icon. The the teeth grinning, teeth grinning, all, facial expressions, all of that. Do you have a favorite uh, moment though? I, I have two favorite moments. I'm always extra like a pack of gum, so I'm a, I'm gonna have to say both of those moments. <laughs> Please. So the first the first moment, which really made me a diehard basketball and Lakers fan, Lakers fan, is actually the Lakers losing to the Celtics the first time in 07, 08. And the reason why I I became such a hardcore Kobe fan was how he bounced back. I followed him that 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 summer, that offseason, him coming back, Mamba mentality, I saw it in his games, the team around him, how he rallied up his troops. Like Daniel said, he's like a general out there. So that that moment right there of, of the Celtics winning and I'm seeing them celebrate, I was like, yeah, nah, this ain't it. I see Kobe. Kobe's going to come back for revenge. And he did so. He did that, did the 2 P. Now, so my most iconic on-court moment has to be that game, and I believe it was 2013-2014 against the Raptors. Raptors. Yes. Now, every game I've, – I've, I've religiously watched every Lakers game since probably 2007, 2008. I try my best. I, we talked about it last podcast that we, record, we uh, recorded, that I record the games. Even if I miss the games, I go back and watch it. I'm going to watch my Lakers play, and I will watch Kobe Bryant play. So this game, and I go to sleep hella early. When I was in high school, I went to sleep about 9 o'clock. And you know those Lakers games come on at 7.30. We on, yep. we on the West Coast, represent. And they don't, they don't end to about 10 o'clock. So this is well past my bedtime. And I'm sitting here watching Kobe. Dog, the Raptors out. Defenders left and right, shooting over them, dunking, yada, yada, all types of crazy shots down the stretch. I've never seen a clutcher player in my life. Kobe never. Bryant is the clutchest NBA player to ever grace the NBA, and I will argue, Facts. I will argue till I can't speak anymore. Somebody tell me otherwise. Because, Facts. listen, we're not going to sit here and debate and say that clutch moments are only the last shot, the buzzer beater shot. Clutch moments can start as early as uh, uh, three minutes into the game, two minutes of the game. It's that change of momentum when everybody on your team is ass and trash, and I'm sitting here balling out, and I'm making a shot over two defenders. That game had me jumping up and down. Everybody in my household goes to sleep about 8 o'clock. I was yelling and screaming. I don't give a f- who hears me. I was punching. I almost punched my TV screen because Kobe Bryant kept hitting shots. 
And I'm like, bro, what is this? Not one, not two, not three. He was, he couldn't miss. He was on Hall of Fame. He had every badge you could think of in NBA 2K. Do you all know the sliders up too. All the sliders up. Yeah. Kobe Bryant was a cheat code. I know that those defenders, and it had to be against the Raptors because you know he dropped 81 on them before in 06. Now he had to go ahead and do this. He's a Raptor killer. So it's true. Him leading the Lakers to victory that night, I just it just solidified how great this this man was, and it solidified that he's my favorite player all time because I've never had a player have me jumping up and exactly. down, jumping jacks. You know, I don't like to work out that much. I'm kidding, but jumping <laughs> jacks, screaming, goosebumps, uh, risking it all for my mom to come in here. Boy, what you in here? You screaming and hollering, yelling, but I gotta wake up early in the morning. I I was risking it all. I didn't give a fuck. Kobe Bryant. He did that to me, and I still can't say today that there's another player that gives me that feeling, that sensation, those goosebumps on my arms. There's no player that does that because ah, that has to be the moment. And it just, I'm just getting excited of talking about it. Like oh, I'm probably gonna watch a YouTube video March about 8, it again. 2013 Raptors. I remember the day because it was I, just that good. I want to take to take time to kind of make this argument when we when we were talking about Kobe and like I just want to take to take this towards the subjects what you know certain legends meant to certain cities i would like to argue that kobe meant more like of all the histories of nba stars in nba history he meant more to a city than than any of them that includes michael jordan that includes lebron james because people need 20 to years yeah people exactly. need people need rock. to people need to realize something about los angeles the lakers unlike a lot of major us cities have a very unique place in their own space. The Lakers rarely, if ever, in um, in the United States is where the, the NBA team is actually more popular than the NFL, NFL team. In most major cities, actually, the NFL team always runs away with the big, this biggest fan base. The Lakers are very unique in that like, they are the NFL team. We have, LA has two NFL teams, but they will never, ever be more popular than, than the Lakers are. So, like, that's what Kobe meant means to los angeles he's literally in my honest opinion he he's literally like a babe ruth type of figure he's 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 bigger than babe ruth in bigger los, than life bigger yeah. than life in los angeles he, he like like you can you can argue like lebron is like is also that type of figure in cleveland but lebron left cleveland kobe never left la and, yeah, and like and like michael jordan like yeah he was with the bulls with his whole career but like that chicago's like a cubs and bears town like, I think just the retirement took away a little bit of momentum for he to, him to really be the city in that same way. Yeah, lo- playing, Co- going Kobe, to the Wizards. It's Kobe was literally play baseball. He grew up in yeah. in LA and in the yeah. world. And uh, Kobe was yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. It was Los Angeles. And he ventured out beyond just the court. One, he came yes. in as a 17-year-old. So yes. we feel like we were kids with him, not us, but people that were yeah. his age. But we grew up, we yeah, grew up with exactly, him. Exactly, exactly. On top of that, back in the 90s, Kobe Bryant was that that mother <laughs> Let me tell you, all the all the black sitcoms, because <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm re-watching them, <laughs> but all the black sitcoms had Kobe Bryant guest star, Sister Sister, Mo Isha, and we could just keep on naming them. Smart Not guy reference, at least. You feel what I'm saying? He took Brandy. Brandy was an icon in, in, the, in the West Coast, to the California. Prom. Took her to the prom. He got his... He got his he, Kobe Bryant was on just, all that with Keenan and Cal too. He he brought everybody together. He was he was so focused on the game, but he still ventured out. He was Kobe Bryant got a couple of songs. He was making songs yeah. out here, commercials. You know what I'm saying? He gave back to the not only just his community but the world. 
You know what I'm saying? The Absolutely. world. We not yes, comparing him global, to Michael Jordan. Global, Michael Jordan global. said, F- them kids. Kobe Bryant loved them kids. Damn. Absolutely. No, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share my moment, but I got to provide some, some background on what you guys are, are uh, saying as well. Cause Daniel's moment reminded me of a story when he said Kobe was like a soldier on the field and this should help lead into my moment. And then the Raptors moment, but uh, you know, in 2009, yeah, that was really, I was coaching kids in peewee basketball, as I mentioned, wearing my Kobe Jersey, wearing my Kobe Jersey, whenever I could to school. And um I did not, you know, I was a good student, but at that point I kind of realized I didn't have to care about my marks for a little bit here. And I was in 10, grade 10. And so uh, I didn't read a book before a test called Generals Die in Bed. And it was about war and generals. So what I actually did was I wrote about how Kobe preparing for a game and going to the game was like going to war. And I just knew one character's name in the book. And I got a 70% just from sharing my passion about Kobe. I didn't know a page of the book just because I love Kobe so much. I, I somehow passed the test and I uh, wouldn't recommend being in that situation, but I always remember that story. And then March 8th, 2013, again, yeah, that was a big thing for me was that, and this is why I ended up with so many anti-Kobe fans was that being in Canada because of the Raptors, you weren't always supposed to like Kobe. But for me, it was just that I appreciated his greatness so much that I just couldn't get away from it. And that cultural figure, the fact that he was on all those shows I watched, all that, you know, references on Smart Guy, Modern Family in the later years. And uh, 2013, so I show up again with all of these Raptor fans and I'm wearing my Kobe jersey and they're all like, whoa, what's this guy doing with the Kobe jersey? Some of them didn't know me. Some obviously it was what I was known for, the Kobe jersey. So they know, they're like, oh yeah, Skyler's a diehard Kobe fan. Okay, okay. And in the 2013 game that G mentioned, he just ripped their hearts out. I mean, we're talking, he jumps to the side of the defender and makes a three-point shot. And then he has to score with 25 seconds. Steve Nash gets on the ball. He lines up his feet. And Stu Lance says, you can't hit a three quicker than that. And then he hits a shot with like two defenders, pump fake in his face, three-pointer, couple seconds left, and he makes it. And he does the Mamba face. And he runs out and juts the jaw. And you know it's going down. And then he hits a game-winning dunk in overtime. It was like he hit four game-winning dunks. So that's just how much Kobe, four game-winning shots. That's just how much Kobe meant to me but this all leads to my uh mamba moments my kobe story uh that you know for me it was the last game i watched all 82 games of that season because i knew it was the last time i'd see this favorite player who was such a large part of my identity and so i watched every single game and then i was really lucky i finished my business degree my undergrad that year uh, before i'm on the right sports journalism track now with USC, shout out to USC. And so then basically uh, I found out I was going to Kobe's last game the day after I finished my exam. Of course, I wrote that last exam in a Kobe jersey. Why not? And uh, so then basically I, I go, I fly out. I'm there by myself, holiday in, and there's all these people. And it's like you mentioned, Jared, they're all, in, but a different scenario, all in Kobe jerseys, all celebrating, all there for one purpose. Everyone's shouting Kobe, people meeting each other, having conversations like we are now from different countries all over. And I get in the game and it is just a sea of purple and gold and love and magic comes out and everyone's cheering and everyone's emotional. And then Kobe he missed, you know, it's the biggest outpouring of love from every celebrity you've ever seen. 
So he, Kobe's a human. He had the jitters. He missed his first five shots. And then what does he do? He hits five shots in a row. And the crowd is going wild, out of control. Everyone is losing their minds, falling out of their seats. And it was just ridiculous. He hits his next five shots. And then he's got 15 points. And I joked to my friend beside me, hey, he's on pace for 60. He hit 35 in, three, in two quarters a couple nights earlier. And he thought I was joking. I wasn't joking. So he gets 22 by the end of the second half. He's got 37 at the end of the third quarter. Lakers down by 10, three minutes to go. Kobe Bryant, 45 points, and he makes the last five shots of his career. It's a heat check, and the guy is fading away on a three at 37 years old. And then he hits the game. We'll call it the game winner, even though he had to make the free throws after. And he crosses up Julius Randle's screen, hits the shot. And then this dude has 60 points. And the arena is freaking out. Okay, Snoop Dogg was there. Jay-Z was there. It was ridiculous. Everyone is freaking. He turned the biggest stars and Kanye West into little kids. And only Kobe Bryant could do that. And when he hit those free throws, it was the loudest MVP chant. People were shaking, falling over. I remember I've watched the rebroadcast, Stu Lance shouting, um, you know, look at how tired he is. He can't even <laughs> breathe. He can't lift his legs. Uh, he was legendary before this game. And, and I have a video on my phone and my hand is shaking and I'm yelling, come on, come on. Like he has to make this shot and get to 60. And he did it. And he comes out after and he says Mamba out in the speech. And he, he, I'll never forget, he said, man. He's like, man, that was the first word. And it was the growl of an, of an old man who had, you know, played these years. But, you, but with the excitement of the kid that we grew up with, the pop cultural phenomenon, Kobe and Shaq were Shaq being at that game, challenging him to get 50. So, of course, Kobe goes out and gets 60. Yeah. And him, uh, you know, looking over at his family and thanking them was so beautiful and poignant. And I didn't know what that would mean now. Uh, but that's my favorite Kobe moment for sure. Yeah. And I, I just kind well of said just kind of want to say, I mean, Kobe is much is very celebrated now, but like, like I don't know if you guys remember as kids, but like, Kobe was not really. I have I had a feeling that Kobe was not really the most liked guy growing up. I Absolutely just remember, not. No. I just I just I, I I never understood it as a kid, but I kind of do now. But like, I just never understood like the hate he received. It was it was so weird growing up. It was like. It, it, I, I like growing up. I admittedly kind of felt guilty for liking, but yet I loved him. I don't. Very think, polarizing. I don't think it's. Uh, let me just touch on this real quick. I don't think it's. Uh, it's hate. It's more like. It's a. It's a weird combination of yeah, we respect you, but at the same time, we don't have to like you. It wasn't necessarily hate. It's just this weird, like. You've seen athletes all the time. They say like, oh, I really respect this dude on the other team for doing what he's doing. But at the same time, I'm not his friend. I'm not his buddy. I don't have to like him. That, that's kind of like the, yeah. the dynamic that he had with the rest of the fans, uh, uh, the rest of the league, excuse me, just coming from my experience. He also yeah. scored 40 on every single team and is the only player to ever do that. So at one point or another, <laughs> he annihilated every fan base. So it makes sense. You know, that commercial at the end of his career, I've been hating you, the play on the Otis Redding song where it showed the hate. And, and that was the thing about his last season is, is the hate turned into love. And when you can turn hate into respect, 
that's Kobe's defining legacy as a player for me. And again, you can't quantify it. And to me, that's why Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan are the greatest players of all time. Uh, LeBron might be three, but you know, it's uh, you gotta, you gotta give it up for the mama. Yeah, absolutely. And Skylar, it's, I like the way that you kind of segued into his last game. And I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on it because we already heard what Skyler's experience was with the last game. And I just kind of want to wrap things up with his last game as fitting as that might be, because that's the last time we ever saw Kobe Bryant do his Kobe magic. Right. And, you know, when I was, when I was watching him go up against, you know, Gordon Hayward and like Trey Lyles and all these dudes, these young jazz players, I remember one of them, I think it was Gordon Hayward. He said post game that, if he would have missed one of the free throws to get him over 60, he would have stepped in the lane so that he would get another shot just to make it to that 60 mark. And I, I don't know if you guys remember, but his last play was an assist. And people mm-hmm. say Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Yep. People say he never passed. Well, his last play was a freaking assist. So there you go. So yep. 31st uh, all time assists. It was, it was, you know, we were, the Lakers were in there. This as, as a person that's very familiar with Lakers history, we were in the middle of, of a dry spell, uh, possibly a, the third. Mm, I would say it's it was the second dry spell. The first one was in the nineties. So, and this the past dry spell was the, the hardest dry spell. It was bleak. It was the franchise was in a dark moment. But it was remember I remember watching that game. It was one of the you know, it was one of the few lights at the end of the tunnel that hey we're in a dark moment right now. But it, it felt like it's gonna be okay some way. Or another. Yeah. Yeah. And just to piggyback off that, Kobe not passing, I think he's the only player, or if not one of the first players, to score 30K <laughs> and have 5,000 assists as well. So he was the first. LeBron's the only other one. So y'all could chill out on that. But <laughs> um, yeah, that game was amazing. Uh, I spent a lot of time watching Lakers games by myself, focused really not showing much like enthusiasm or the stereotypical like uh, basketball game, like, ah, screaming, yelling when I was there at the Staples Center, of course. But when I'm in the comfort of my home, I feel like I'm Kobe watching a game. I'm just analyzing, (laughs) focused or this and that. But for that last game, it was, yeah, he's just got, he got what? Double digit, what? Yeah, what, what? Every little thing he was doing, it could have been the smallest thing. Ah, it's all right. Kobe shoots a lot. He's going to – that's that's his career. It's okay. Is This is his last game. But he's still going to get some buckets. But for him to get 60 – and now I told you, I, I give you I, – I paint the picture about everybody being asleep in my house. I woke my parents up. I was scre- – I went out of my room into their room. Do you see – do you see what this man is doing? 60, bro? He's 37. How much points – how much points did, did Michael Jordan score uh, his last game? How much points did Paul Pierce oh, zero Paul Pierce score in his last game? So this is just what makes an icon. What makes an icon is those legendary moments. Um, what makes the goat the discussion of goat Kobe will always be my goat because of those legendary moments. He's had so many throughout his career. Eighty one points, you know what I'm saying? Thirty k, five thousand assists. The 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 crazy assist to Shaq uh, behind the back. You know the famous one against the Portland Trailblazers. He did the same thing kind of with Andrew Bynum. You know what I'm saying? So Kobe just has a lot of iconic moments. We see some from players nowadays. Steph Curry with the sixty. You know what I'm saying? Devin Booker seventy points. But Kobe has a long list of those against almost every team in the league. So when we talk about the hate, the disrespect that he has and that's what i was going to say earlier daniel imagine 
imagine you come into a basketball game as a kid, as a teen, and you're like, yeah, we're going to win this game. And the mamba comes in and rips your heart out. <laughs> you have no choice but to not dislike this guy. And he does it. We talk about stone, uh, stone face killers. Kobe is a stone face killer as well. Yep. He might he shows emotion, but he's not sitting here smiling, laughing. He's looking at you like I'm about to kill you. Mike Tyson s. You know what I'm saying? And he does that. So that game, that 60 point game, same thing. It was it, it just like you see in the back background right there. That mamba right there. We saw it. So amazing game. Up up. Watching every minute of it. Loved it. And nothing but love for Kobe. Mamba will always be with us. Yeah, and he truly is larger than life. And that's the best way to describe him. He's larger than life, and he's bigger than basketball. Because he, all the things that he did in 20 years encapsulates what it means to be a fan of basketball, right? For like sure. all, the, all the heartbreaks, all the game winners, and all those moments sprinkled in between. That's what makes Kobe Kobe. And, you, you know, you, I, you can't, a real-life superhero. When, exactly. when you, you know, if you got a bunch of basketball historians in the room and telling a bunch of non-basketball fans, teaching them about the history of basketball, you cannot go through it without telling the story of Kobe Bryant. Absolutely. Facts. He is such an integral part of so many gener- so many legions and so many generations of basketball fans that he will go down, even though he may not statistically be the greatest player of all time, in some regards, because of his impact, he still will be the greatest player of all time, you know, regardless of what happens. Yeah, no, you can't quantify what he did. And to me, he's really entered that stratosphere of like Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Presley, Tupac Shakur, Notorious B.I.G. He's so larger than life. Absolutely. Any Anybody that you know by first name, just one thing, Kobe. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to say to Brian. Kobe. Kobe. Even people that don't even like basketball are shooting uh, trash into the trash can calling saying his name out loud. Right. So I forgot what I was going to say, but <laughs> I had to say that. Uh. Dude, I, thank you for bringing that up. I actually forgot about that. But yeah, I mean, I was I was just going to bring that up. Like, no matter who you are, if you see a, you know, a trash can, you got a piece of paper that you just rolled up in a ball. You always got to go. Kobe, even if you miss always. Kobe. I remember Kobe. what I was going to say. Kobe is the prime example of what a leader is. You know, you might not like him. You you know what I'm saying? You might not love him. You might hate him, but you're going to respect him. And he made sure that he was going to get the best out of his teammates. He made sure to tell them if they were trash, Smush Parker, Kwame <laughs> Brown. But he would, you know what I'm saying? He would he would do that. And, yeah. and that's what you need from a leader. We're not seeing that nowadays. And I just think Kobe Bryant is the prime example of a basketball player from 17-year-old to 37-year-old changing his game. Um, adding so many different facets to it, playing on both ends, competing. That is who you want. To, if you want to teach kids what, how to play basketball, uh, what kind of mindset to have, it'll be that Kobe mindset. Waking up 4 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> some of us. But you know what I'm saying? If you want to be in the league, you want to do this. If you want to, if you want to let's say like this, if you want to succeed in, in your dreams of whatever you want to do, kids listen out there, uh, adults listening out there, you have to put your all into it. And you have to have a mama mentality when it comes to it, involving yourself in whatever avenue that you're going down. So you can incorporate, you can use that mama mentality in anything you want to do. Just look at Kobe, look at what he did, and you could do it too. Absolutely. And I think that's a, a great message to leave off of. And I think that, you know, with everything that we've talked about, it's it it sucks to see that to remember that Kobe's gone. But at the same time, it's 
we had 20 years of experience, at least some of us do, of just seeing him live out his life and be this larger than life entity. And so I think that's, that's, I think a perfect place to leave off this, this episode is just let's, let's remember all the good times and, you know, bask in the glory that was Kobe Bryant. But with that being said, do you guys have anything else to add before we wrap things up? May he Mom, rest in Mom, peace. Mamba forever. Uh, love to love to Kobe forever. And uh, shout out to GG too. And uh, absolutely, you know, you, you guys have all said it, but uh, Kobe's spirit lives on forever and inspires all of us. And his legacy will only grow and his impact will only grow as we continue to be our best selves. Absolutely. Rest in peace to uh, Mamba and baby Gigi. And with that being said, as always, I'm Jerry Castillo. I'm Daniel Hunt. Mamba forever. <laughs> it's your boy, Rally Rail, Jarrell Sells, and... I'm Skylar Treple. Mamba forever. Thank you always, Kobe. You will always be with us. You will always be inspiring us, and we will always carry on your legacy. We will always carry on your legacy, and don't forget, Mamba out.